Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to our San Diego Comic-Con 2019 interviews. We had a chance to chat with a ton of interesting folks who all happen to be working on some really exciting projects. You can find the Rated NA podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and every place else where podcasts can be found. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at NerdAppropriate. Enjoy the show. Roll, and we're just going to talk. How are you? I'm doing great. How Welcome are you? Trish. I'm good. I'm good. It's funny. Um, our paths have actually crossed in the path in uh-huh. the past. I don't know if you remember. Refresh uh, my memory. Okay, no, it's been it's been a long time. So, um, I kind of worked with uh, with Tito a little bit on the D and D Sword Coast Legends. I was the community manager for Sword Coast oh. Legends. You came in and played I many moons in, ago. Yeah, it was when I was working with the Escapist. I think so. Mm-hmm. I think you were still with Escapist, and he had mm-hmm. left and went to D and D. Right, and um, so I was in playing with uh, Janelle Bonanno, I believe. That yes, but yeah. I remember you were wildly enthusiastic, and it always <laughs> stuck with me. And I, I was because we had done a million demos that weekend. Yeah, and like you're stuck out because you were like the, one of the only people that was like, "This is." Awesome. I was like, "Oh." Thank you. Someone who has like a little little bit of spark in them. So well, I always any, appreciated that. Anytime I see uh, a remotely accurate video game port of Dungeons and Dragons, mm-hmm. it makes me happy in my heart space. Yes. Um, and the the way that the the way that I judge if mm. it's an accurate port are in my game. I want to see area of effect on spells. Mm-hmm. I want to see spell components. Like I grew up playing second edition Dungeons and Dragons which is very heavily math-based, mm-hmm. and there are a lot of rules. And as someone who is lawful good in real life, <laughs> I like to have things in their proper spot right. and organized, right. and I like things to be very detailed. So um, having a game that incorporates all those things, mm-hmm. it really speaks to me. That was fun. I, just, I thought that was funny. That, that um, is funny. And I think last year I was like wandering the streets of San Diego, and I was like looking for a place to eat or something. And you came by with your family and I was like looking at a restaurant. You're like, oh, that restaurant's good. And I was like, oh, that's Fish Hershberger. And I was like, I'll say hi on Twitter. And so anyway, we became yeah, yeah, uh, Twitter yeah. pals. That's just, it's just weird how everything links up. And now here you are finally on the podcast. Uh, really quickly, our show's been around for like eight years. We do it for fun. I still work in games. Um, Great. But I run around and talk to people that are fun about nerdy stuff uh, whenever I can. Yeah. Conventions and we do remote interviews and stuff. So this is super exciting. Yeah. And that's the nice thing about Comic-Con is I feel like pretty much everyone you randomly bump into is a cool person. Right. Like it's I hate traditional networking, especially in the entertainment industry. But to me at San Diego Comic-Con, it never feels like networking because I'm just at like I don't know, He-Man's birthday party (laughs) and talking to people at the bar about Masters of the Universe and then 45 minutes into a conversation, we realize we probably work in the same industry and we're like, oh, that'd be cool if we work together sometime. But it's not that typical like... Me, you and me will do lunch or you know whatever that thing is like yeah it, it's it, not very stuffy it feels a lot more organic and real it's, yeah it's nice and it, it's funny like you just walked up with marquee i think we've had marquee on the show at this point three or four times nice <laughs> yeah i used to love her podcast marvel movie news and uh i she's actually from orlando i live in orlando so we had this weird connection the first time she was on we met at the orlando public library funny yeah while well, she oh was my in town God. and we did an interview there like right on holiday break Amazing. so it is a very small world it is a, a small cool world. world um i want to uh first of all i already said thanks but i want to kind of go into the Wayback machine and have you talk about your very first 
convention experience ever. My first Comic-Con or my first convention? We'll, we'll do both. We'll do convention first and then Comic-Con. I don't even remember what my first convention was, to be perfectly honest. Um, it was so far back in the, what do you call it, the way back time machine? The yeah. way back machine? Yeah, yeah it was yeah, yeah. so far back. My very first convention. Yeah, I don't even, probably... The reason it's hard for me to remember is because before I was even just going as an attendee, I would go to conventions as uh, a brand, like a product specialist or brand ambassador, a.k.a. booth babe. That's what Marquise um, said she did for the first time, too. Yeah, um, because they need people that can talk to people. Right. And if you're an outgoing person like Marquia is mm. or myself that just like to talk to people and are naturally high energy. Right you're kind of the perfect person to stand there for 10 hours and just talk That's to strangers. To yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It is, and your feet are killing you by the end of the day mm. and all that kind of stuff. And um, the pro tip for anyone out there listening that wants to do that kind of work, they hire men and women. And the jobs that require you to memorize a whole bunch of information pay better. Oh, so interesting. Uh, whenever you go to a convention and you encounter people at a booth that have no idea what they're standing next to that's the company that hired them for because they can send them information and brief them ahead of time they right, just chose not right. to um and also it costs more for the people that know what they're talking yeah. about um, it, <laughs> is, it is i mean yeah it's a very hard thing to do too um as someone who's had to stand at booths before and either demo games or talk to people all day it's exhausting well, like, and i did it for the auto shows and talked about the engines and the cars i did it for food and health shows i did it like remember so you know the coca-cola freestyle machines yeah, yeah when yeah. they first came out i did a bunch of conventions explaining to people what really? those were and wow. the app that goes with them and how it works and that kind of stuff so i did a lot of that so my very first actual convention i don't remember okay. um but my first comic-con i do remember um and i got there uh i was able to go i always wanted to go but it wasn't until I moved to California that okay. it was real realistic for me to go to San Diego Comic-Con. I grew up in Pennsylvania, so yeah, it yeah. wasn't going to happen before mm -hmm. that. A poor college student wasn't cross-country travel yeah. was not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, so when I moved to California, I uh, was doing some spokesmodel work outside of conventions for Mattel. Oh, okay. And Mattel comes to Comic-Con every year. Mm -hmm. And uh, someone in marketing over there who I had become friends with through doing that was like, Trisha... I know that you would love to go to San Diego Comic-Con. And I said, yes, I would. And they said, great. We need, uh, we need someone to come here and talk about our toys. And I, I want to say the first one I did, they hired me to do the hoverboard. That nice. might not have been my first one for that. That was one of my earliest ones. Yeah. Um, and they were like, look, I know you know Back to the Future. I know you can geek out about this stuff <laughs> with the best of them. Um, and, and they were so kind to me. Mm -hmm. And they said, you know, we'll get you your badge. And if there's a signing or a panel or something you want to go to, we will try our best to break you around the thing you want to go to. So you can still enjoy Comic-Con. Oh, cool. But that's also great. work. Yeah, they were so cool. Yeah. Um, and so my first probably four Comic-Cons were with Mattel. Wow, mm -hmm. that's super they exciting. Were, and even when I, um, I had already been working on SourceFed and all that other kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mattel was just like that was th those were my comic-con friends yeah, yeah. was everyone I worked with there and like I said they were so nice to me that I was like why wouldn't I do this I get to talk about toys all day this is fantastic that's awesome yeah, that's a very great. different experience I was kind of goofing with you as we were walking up here about my very very first comic-con memory uh, I was like I think I was like 18 and I came 
cross country with one of my buddies. We didn't have a hotel room for like two of the nights or one of the nights that we were here. We just didn't know what we were doing, but it was uh, transformative, really. It made me Mm want to start blogging and it made me want to, you know, just just do creative stuff. It it really lit a fire under my ass. And um, I've been, you know, having fun doing that kind of stuff really ever since on and off. Which Um, is awesome. Which is awesome. And I think I think people that come here a lot, I think it, it, it tends to do that. I mean, it's interesting. You get to meet really exciting people. You get to see the creatives that you appreciate. Yeah. Talking about the things that they love. You get to see how excited they are. So it is really a pretty magical magical place yeah Um, even if you don't have a hotel room (laughs) no i i spent many a comic-con uh in a tauntaun sleeping bag on the floor of a hotel room that had like 12 people crammed into it that's how you gotta do it that's how you gotta do it we did did a couple years with like seven or the worst year for us was i think like all my guy buddies finally one year and my brother and like everybody decided that that they wanted to go but we only got one room and there was like an eight or nine of us and it was all just dudes with one bathroom it was the absolute worst it was just like stinky just like oh it was the worst thing and we were all like 23 years old which is also awful see that Um, makes me so thankful for the years that I have a I have a lot of uh male friends mostly because of the interests that I have um but this was probably I don't know a decade ago um one of my friends who I said, you know, can I, how much money can I pay you for a corner of the hotel room and I will sleep on the floor? Yeah. Um, because I think he was staying at the Marriott or the Hilton right next door. And I'm like, it's worth it to me to mm-hmm. sleep on the floor, to be right next door. And uh, he was like, you're going to be in the room with all guys. Do you <laughs> care? Uh, and I said, nope, don't care. Yeah. Um, and I mean, honestly, it was great. So I'm super thankful to them for not being stinky and yeah, <laughs> being yeah. lovely roommates. It can, it can, it can be pretty <laughs> bad. Um, l- let's, uh, quickly i want to kind of pick your brain about the the coolest and or craziest thing you remember seeing at at one of these conventions i know that's a hard question because after you go to so many of these and i know you you've been (laughs) doing this stuff for a long time um wow i don't I don't know. I always like uh, seeing the huge set pieces whenever mm. p- booths bring huge set pieces. Like the year that um, Weta brought that huge Smaug head mm-hmm. for their cool. booth. That kind of stuff is always really, really cool to see. And I always like um, just kind of seeing celebrities in their normal environment. Right. Like, So here's here's one moment that was cool. This was not actually at the convention. It was at the hotel next door. I was waiting for some friends of mine that were going to get in very late at night, but I had their hotel keys. So I was trying to keep myself up at the hotel bar waiting for them. And uh, who do I see check into the hotel very late but Sean Astin. Oh, nice. And, uh, you know, I and um, all I wanted to do was run up to him and, you know, start spouting lines from Lord of the Rings. And it's so hard not to. It's so hard not I to. Um, but I did see other people approach him, like, on his way to the elevator, and he was so gracious and kind. And... Uh, yeah, it was great. Are you, are you a blurter? Do you do you when you see celebrities? Do you like go up and say hi? I used to be ter- I used to be so bad. I would get so excited. I would just run up and be like, "I love you." I've calmed down a little bit at my old age, but I used to just get so excited. I would always go no, up and say hi. I kind of freeze up. I was in an elevator with um, Joe Manganiello, mm-hmm. and uh, this was like right when. True Blood was the cool show oh, yeah. and he was playing Alcide and I was in the elevator with him and I was like, oh my God, I'm in the elevator with Alcide. 
I was like hyperventilating. I was like, and he's huge. And I'm five foot zero. So a lot of people are huge to me. But I was like, man, like the width of this dude's shoulders as I'm in this elevator. But all of that was my inner monologue. Thank yeah, goodness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did not blurt it out. But yeah, I definitely had a moment. And now it's funny because he plays a lot of Dungeons and Dragons with a lot of yeah. my friends at uh, Geek and Sundry and Critical Role. And I have not had that connection oh, happen in real life yet. Story. You just need to go for but it. But at some point, so at some point, that will have to happen. I've heard he's a super nice dude. I've heard that I've too. I've never met him myself, but I heard he's like the nicest guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think my, my the coolest like activation or thing that I, like I saw or was a part of, um, uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag had the pirate ship one year. Do you remember yeah, that pirate I, ship party? Was, that wasn't... Oh, it was a, the party. Yeah. I remember an Assassin's Creed thing where you actually got to do a leap of faith onto like a big mat. It was the same, was the same year. year. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah, that was very cool. And that same year they had a, a party. They got um, a, an old ship from like 100 years ago and they brought it out and there was a party on the pirate ship. Whoa. It was the craziest thing. Like the, like the SNL cast was there and I just remember being like, this is like, I can't believe I'm here. I was like, nice. the one moment that always stands out to me is like, like Henry Cavill showed up and was like, getting drunk and I was like I can't believe I'm on this pirate ship with like you know with like you know that's pretty awesome it was really cool that's pretty awesome I totally was nerding out and was like this is Comic Con's wonderful I absolutely love it um jumping over let's talk about what you're working on now because you are like insanely hardworking. following your career is nearly impossible because you do so much (laughs) cool stuff thank you so what are you working what are you working on right now Right now, um, my regularly running shows, um, I do a Dungeons & Dragons after show on Caffeine for their show, The Dungeon Run. So I do The Dungeon Run Down. That Mm -hmm. is the after show name. Um, That's Jeff Kanata's show? Jeff Kanata's show is The Dungeon Run. I listen to his podcast like every week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love love DLC. He's awesome. He's amazing. So I do the after show for his D&D show. Um, that's on Tuesdays and then on Wednesdays I do the video game show Game Engine with Geek and Sundry and then on Thursdays I do a bunch of different programs for Newegg if you shop for electronics you know Newegg.com I need to build a new PC I need to get on that we all do I feel like that every time a new component comes out I'm like I need to build a new PC Um, so I do Newegg show and then um, it usually releases every other Friday I think but uh, the show I do for Kingston Technology is called DIY in 5 and um, most of these shows I write and stuff as well. Yeah. So the days that I'm not in studio filming are usually writing from home days. In fact, I have two scripts I have to write while I'm here at Comic-Con. Oh so I don't know when that's going to happen, but at some point it will. Um, and DIY in 5 is a very uh, tech-made-easy yeah. type of show. So I really simplify things. So you into... work your ass off, essentially, like all yeah. the time. And you're a mom. Yeah. So how's uh-huh. it? was it like now? Um, we were talking before. I don't know if you want this in here or not. We can that doesn't it matter. No, no, no. Um, what's it like now having a little one and bringing your little one to conventions and how is that uh it's been a learning experience for me bringing him to conventions and events or actually even when I didn't bring him to events but like when I when he was really young and I was still breastfeeding then like trying to figure out how to like pump in the middle of e3 and like it was not easy um because I just think it's things not a lot of people talk about so there's not a lot of information out there and talking to Felicia Day actually helped me a lot because she travels a lot for work. And so she was like, okay, here's how you got to do the airport and like had it all broken down. So that was very helpful. Thank you, Felicia. Um, but yeah, it's, you know, at conventions, finding out if there's a nursing room or a quiet room. Yeah. Uh, right now, the struggle for me is my son is two and he still takes a nap. 
right in the middle of the day. Oh, yeah, mine does too. So it's not like I can come to a convention at 10 a.m. and plan on staying all day because I am not the lucky one whose child falls asleep in a stroller. Nope, me either. He won't do it. He's, he gets FOMO. He will stay up all day, and then he will turn into a cranky, cranky butthead Sounds at like, like 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Very children. Yeah. You, they should be best friends. Yeah, they should hang out. Um, um, yeah, my little dude gets real gnarly around 2 if he missed his nap, and yeah. then the whole rest of the day is screwed. So... Well, we had the because we live on the east coast we had a little time you know he, so oh, we yeah. had jet lag to your or three-year-old at this oh, point goodness. so he, he's doing pretty good at this show but you're right there's a there's a lot to learn about taking your kid to conventions i don't know if it's of any interest to our listeners but it, i mean i think a lot of our listeners are parents at this point but it's um you know flying and then yeah. how much floor time you can have and how before much, they get crazy overstimulated right, right yeah mm-hmm. i mean this morning we took him probably for about two and a half, three hours. And he's at the age where he has like a very active imagination. So he saw some of, you know, some of the giant statues and stuff. and wasn't too cool with like yeah. the giant demon bird yeah. thing. He's like, dad, what's Poor that? Bud. I'm like, <laughs> I'm oh, like no. yeah, you're going to place some giant demon birds all over the place, dude. <laughs> like this is what's going to have to happen. So yeah, we had to coax yeah, him to we, sit in his chair. I learned that for us, it was better to not have him here Wednesday through Sunday. Okay. I did that the first year, and it was too much. Mm-hmm. Um, I also tried to do a big family cosplay the first year, and it was too much. Too much, yeah. Um, now, that being said, every family is different, and some people may be able to make it happen. Mm-hmm. I was not. Um, so the past, last year and this year, we are doing, uh, I'm here Wednesday through Sunday, mm-hmm. and then Friday night, my husband comes down with my son. And then they do the floor on Saturday as much as he can handle. And, like, we leave the floor to have lunch and whatever Mm -hmm. to go back to the hotel so the baby can nap, all that kind of stuff. Um, And we just take it really easy. And there's one day that he puts up with that. And we have it a little easier because we drive. But it's still, with Comic-Con traffic, it's a four or five or six-hour drive. It's a a lot. It just adds a lot to the Usually a three-hour drive. I feel like if you can can do Comic-Con with a a small child, you are, like, you have mastered Comic-Con. Because I've been coming... I've been coming for like 18 years Um, and I thought I was just like I knew I knew Comic-Con and then for the past three years I've been coming with a kid and it's like now I'm like okay now I have like leveled up (laughs) and now I'm I'm, I'm actually really good at this because it is a a challenging challenging thing to do yeah Um, but he's been having fun he likes it you know he likes getting to the Lego booth if you haven't taken yours to the Children's Museum yet or the no where's that it's super cool it's right across the street Um, it's definitely worth it there's like all sorts of little things you can crawl on and play and right across the street on like from the Fifth convention center it's or like right by richard walker's pancake house like i think it's, okay yeah, I'll, I'll send you the address okay it, that'd be it, great yeah awesome. thank you i I'll really like it that might open up maybe on monday again it's closed for the con i don't know how okay long here but it's, it's awesome yeah, oh then we time. won't be here if it's closed for the con uh, next year it's next awesome. year um all right i'm gonna do some lightning round questions and great then you can Go eat food. Perfect, because I get to go do Doctor Who VR after oh, this. Oh, that's so exciting. That's awesome. I think I get to go feed my child who's probably hungry. <laughs> um, all right, so lightning round questions. Are yes. you ready? Yes. Uh, if you could create your very own convention of any sort containing any sort of activities or people or, or whatever, what kind of convention would you create? Lord of the Rings Con. Lord of the Rings Con? That's what I would make, would yeah. Cre- Tolkien Con. Um, I would create Tolkien Con. That would be, that would be fantastic. Uh-huh. Um, what is the last thing, game or or series, television or whatever that you have binged? Stranger Things three. Yeah, me too. It was fantastic. <laughs> um, what game or television show desperately deserves a sequel? Game or TV show that desperately deserves a sequel? I don't know. So many of the games that I like kind of have a perfect ending, so I don't know that I want them to have a sequel. 
Um, oh, you know what I'll say? Um, the Constantine television series. I would like it to be brought back on a network that lets Constantine smoke cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> That's a great answer. Uh, <laughs> what advice do you have for other parents bringing their kids to Comic-Con? My advice for other parents going to a convention is try your best to do your research at a time as far as what resources are out there for parents, if strollers are allowed, if they're not allowed, if uh, there's a quiet room, and also do your best to try to stay close enough to the convention that you can go back to your hotel room in the middle of the day Mm -hmm. if your child just needs some time away from all the stimulation or needs to nap or is having a meltdown for some reason or whatever, just a place where you can go that it's quiet, where you can get out of it. That's, that's ideal and so necessary. Yeah, I, I agree. We last year when you saw me walking around the town, mm-hmm. we were pretty unlucky. We were like a more than a mile out. I think oh. this year we're like two blocks away, which is wonderful. Yeah. We were more than a mile out last year too. And same this year. Yeah. We're very close. Thank goodness. It stinks. Um, all right. We're almost to the end. Great. You're stranded on a desert island and a small box washes up on shore. What is inside the box? This is not a hashtag ad answer, but level up dice. (laughs) Hashtag ad. Um. Yeah, not hashtag ad. I just really love their dice. Yeah, I do too. I need to play more. I was just telling Markia a minute ago, like I haven't played in like a number of years now and it's like I haven't I haven't played a home game since the baby was born okay me too that's, that's yeah it's it. it I mean how are you realistically going to set aside six to eight hours exactly. to play a board game with yeah. your or to like to play a tabletop game with your friends that being said I know parents of young ones that manage to do, do it, it and my hat's off to them well my my little guy like if he heard us laughing which mm-hmm. would happen if you played D&D he would just get up and like want to hang out and that's just that's it, cool yeah he would want to hang out or he'd be mad and like he'd be like what's going on but either way like you know you can't really get through a game of D and D with like a like a two and three year old. Yeah, no, mine is nearby. in very like Family Guy Stewie stage where it would be mom, 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 <laughs> mom, mom. Like, there's no way I could have six hours yeah, to just yeah. focus on something other hard. than that. Um, what is the first movie you remember seeing in the movie theater? The first movie I remember seeing in the movie theater. Wow, um, I used to watch movies a lot as a kid, but they would be recorded on VHS tapes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what was the actual one I? saw in the movie theater i don't remember um i know i saw the lion king probably in middle school and i'm sure i saw movies before that but i don't remember we just took um our kid to his first one a couple what weeks was back it? toy story 4 nice it was a hit up until there's like have you seen it yet no there's these like marionette kind of dummies oh that's uh, terrifying yeah he didn't yeah he did not they're all, you know, super my, creepy. <laughs> my little dude, we can't watch any movies at home because even at the beginning of like every kid's movie, there's something horrific to yeah. like set up what the problem is. And so yeah. we don't get further than a minute or two in yeah. before he's like, no, no, no. Yeah, no. Uh, my, my, my little guy's <laughs> the same way. It's a hard age. I think there's just so much imagination going on. Right now, it's like Paw Patrol is like super big hit. Don't get into it. It's We're like, not into that yet. Don't, don't do no. It. I mean, my, my little guy likes music videos. He's really nice. into music. So if there's no music with it, he doesn't care. Yeah. He'll watch Mickey Mouse Clubhouse for the theme song in the beginning and then completely tune out. Yeah. Um, music. That's great though. Yeah. No, he likes Jim Henson's Word Party on Netflix. That's his jam because there's a lot of songs in that and the episodes are only 12 minutes long. It's funny as an adult watching a lot of this children's programming and you I, like I've become sort of aficionado and I'm like, oh, this is good children's TV. Mm-hmm. This is bad children's, this is bad TV. children's yeah. TV. It's funny. Oh, OK. Uh, last two questions. Okay. The perfect pizza is one topped with blank. 
pineapple. Come at me. Uh, me too. I'm there. I'm, pi- I'm pineapple. Come, and I'm Italian, so come Italian at too. me, people. There I you love go. Pineapple pizza. Nothing it's wrong good. with pineapple on pizza. Although uh, I'm at the point now where I think it might be like cilantro, where some people have like a biological aversion to it because yeah. people get real heated about it. They really do. It's it's a funny debate. Like I wonder if it just tastes awful to certain people. I, I don't mean, know. It's, it's delicious with like a combination of different. Dude, it's so good. I think it's Canadian good. bacon. Put it on there. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. with you. Well, thank you so much. <laughs> where, where can people find you on social media and what do you have to plug? Why are you here at Comic-Con? What's going so on? So fun. Um, people can find me at that girl Trish with no I in the girl. So it's just that GRL Trish on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And then on YouTube and twitch.tv slash Trisha Hirschberger. T-R-I-S-H-A-H-E-R-S-H-B-E-R-G-E-R. Um and yeah, I am here at Comic-Con. I'm doing the How to Build a Geek brand panel tomorrow. And I'll be a couple at a couple of the meetups throughout the weekend for Geek and Sundry, for Hyper RPG. Um, and then Saturday, just running around with my family. Awesome. Soaking in everything San Diego Comic-Con and uh, some light cosplay. I'm 11 from Stranger Things 3 today. Um, but yeah, oh, I did recognize that. I was like, aha. So many people have been like, wow, great jumper. <laughs> and those are the people that I know have not watched Just season not three it, yeah. yet. <laughs> but the people that have seen season three, which to be fair, it hasn't been all that long. But mm. the people who have watched season three are like, hey, mm. um, which is good. That's exactly how I want in it. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want it to be like the, the Scoops Ahoy outfit. Right. Little, exactly. Two on the nose. I'm a little more low key this there year. Uh-huh. Well, thank you so much. This has been super fun. Yeah. Thank you for all having right. me. Bye. Thanks for listening to our 2019 San Diego Comic-Con interviews. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, at NerdAppropriate, and subscribe to the Rated NA podcast on the platform of your choice. Thank you!